1: recording. Oh, hi, Vaughn. Oh my god, hi, Avren. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> it's really good to see you. You too. I missed you. I it's, missed you too. Why can't we do more of these? Why do we have to work realsy jobs? I don't know. Well, you know what? We should start a page where we could hide fun episodes behind a Patreon wall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Guys, wait for that. It's coming. It is coming. Hi, everybody. I'm Vanya. I'm the Rom. And hello. I'm Avrin. And I'm the Crime. And this is Rom Crime.
0: Rom crime. Which is our Rom Crime.
1: <laughs> true Crime
0: comedy podcast that has...
1: Romantic stabbings. So because many. Because there's so many, so many... Stabbings. Stabbings in this Stab, episode. stabbity stabs have any stab stab awfulness stab. stabsville should be like, the name like of the real town gross gross stabby stabs really really horrendous yeah like you you stabbed him then he went and peed and came back and stabbed, yeah, him, stabbed him a couple him some more, more times turned him around just, stabbed him from one angle yeah just all the
0: stabs yeah um yeah we're gonna get to that in a minute yep sorry <laughs> lots of stabbing <laughs> so many stabbings um but anyways how are you doing what's
1: going on oh i'm good I'm good I just um so many of you know that we do this podcast in the evenings mm-hmm. when um my, and it, at my house hi I'm Vanya this is me it's and house. um because it works best because my kids go to sleep so we put them to sleep and, and they're, then we like,
0: talk about super creepy stuff yeah exactly <laughs> but like
1: you know my son he's two just turned two a month or two well, a couple months ago and he Is great. He goes to sleep at 730. I can walk out of the room. No problem. But lately he's been showing signs of like, I don't know. I guess it's a two-year-old thing. He's like terrible Mm two-y. But like losing his shit about weird stuff. Like he's never slept in socks before ever. But today he insisted on, he wouldn't take off these dirty socks he had on all day, all day at daycare. I took him to the park and I took them on like a nature walk, his dirty socks. And I'm like, you're not sleeping in those socks. I took them off him and he lost his shit for like 30 minutes. I just kind of had to leave him in his crib. So, of course, I'm like, I want to barf because I hate the sound of them crying. But I'm also like, I just I don't know how to fix yeah, you. You're like, why
0: are you so upset about socks I'm, like, I'm today? like, can I put
1: on a clean pair? That didn't work either. Wow. So it was the socks he was yeah, wearing. Yeah. It's like Maybe they, they became a part of him. Yeah. yeah. They,
0: they're like his security socks. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Oh, Did yeah, you have yeah. a security
0: blanket when you were a kid?
1: You know what? I, I didn't. I didn't either, but yeah. all my
0: friends had one and I wanted to have one. <laughs> but like, Me too. Didn't. No. So I would try to like cultivate yeah. a security blanket, but it never, it never neither, stuck.
1: Neither one of my kids did, or neither one of my kids had a, a binky a pacifier. Oh, nice. And I wanted them to so badly. Oh. Which I know, like, actually, it's harder later because then. You have to take them off it. Yeah, but I'm. Got to like, get them off the, the
0: crack of the I got to get of them off the, the crack of the thing. binky.
1: But when they're little and they cry, it really, like, murders my soul. So right, it would so have be been nice. good. It would didn't take to it. No, I oh. tried. I would like hold it in their mouth, and they're like <laughs> spit it out, mut, spit it out, mut.
0: Anyway, <gasps>
1: it's real great. Good times. good. Good times. That's Chateau Vanya. Yeah, welcome. Well,
0: do we want to just jump into the I was like trying to think of anything interesting happened to me this week but not really I just kind of worked that's good and watched so many documentaries on what we're doing it's interesting when you do one that we're doing a story tonight that clearly like caught the attention of the world oh yeah and so what you know just a few weeks back or I guess right before the holidays when we were covering Samina Imam's story and we were both kind of like wow I found there's just a handful of things to really get into and this one was the opposite of that where I just I just kept getting lost in these yes. rabbit holes. So this should be a fun conversation because I feel like I've yeah. been living this story for the last four days.
1: And this is crazy. Can I say who it is? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it is Jody, the story of Jody Arias, right? Yes. And actually the murder of Travis Alexander. Yeah. But I knew nothing about it. Like, I had never heard about it at all.
0: Well, it's so funny that you say that because here's the deal. I had heard about it. But I didn't actually know. I remember it came up as like, you should do this as a rom-crime. And I was right. like, oh, yeah, I've heard oh, of her. Oh, our friend Shelly. She sent us the, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I've heard of her, but but I couldn't for the life of me think of what she had done. I mean, I knew she obviously killed somebody, but I was like, right. I don't know the details of it. And then as right. I was watching all this, I really didn't know the details. No. So I was trying to think
1: back, like, what was I doing? We were in New York. We were, we were living York. in Greenpoint in the same building. Okay. I'm pretty sure. So we were just busy. We were just busy. Because
0: I was like, it was it was 2013 into 2014 that the trial was going yes. on? Yes,
1: and that's when Amelia was born.
0: Okay, so it's also when I started dating my husband. Yeah, so, so we were busy we were just as not shit. watching
1: TV. No. Because I would yeah, I this. mean, is and none of us back then had cable. That's true. Because if we had cable, it w- and it was just on. Because, you know, we lived in apartments. And we streamed things. We streamed. Even, even back, back then. then yeah. yeah, we streamed things and we were busy. We were working. And New York is such a fun place to play. So why would you sit why in your house? Why would you sit and watch a trial on TV? Yeah, except for if it's the like uh, winter. Yeah. You're stuck in your house. And but it did happen just,
0: in winter. It was January of 2013, I believe, or 2014. One of those two. The only way
1: I would have seen that was if it was playing in a bar somewhere. Because right. usually if we weren't in our apartments, we were out and about.
0: Right. And I didn't like you said we didn't have t- we didn't have cable TV. No. I was never just watching something with on in the background. I, I had to make a decision about what. I, I still mostly do have to do that. I stream.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm a big streamer. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I will say this week um, before we really get into it, I have been like I could like almost cry right now. I have been missing New York so much. Girl, it's crazy. I told you that
0: I have been everything lately that I've been. I don't know if I said it on the last episode of the podcast, but I feel like everywhere I go or everything I've been watching feels like there's been this either not subtle or subtle. Overtone of like New York versus L.A. Right, and it's just been really tugging at my heartstrings. It started with a marriage story.
1: Oh right, we did talk about yeah, Yeah.
0: and it's just I hear you.
1: I've been like, and also today, this this podcast will be um, coming out a week later, but today is the six year anniversary of when I first uh, I was a producer of another podcast called Theater People. Definitely check it out. It's not like current anymore, but it's so much fun. We, uh, Patrick Hines, the host, uh, interviews broadway stars
0: yeah i remember when you started right doing that, and that was also in your apartment yeah it was and People it was just in like 2013 in yeah. the apartment i way.
1: had broadway stars come out to my apartment because i had a little baby i couldn't leave right and they were so sweet because she was so little she yeah. wouldn't she'd be we, they came right at nap time right guys the way you make things work huh you yeah. hustle Gotta hustle. Yeah, anyway. so funny, though. I've, I
0: just, I forgot all about the fact yeah. that that was also done in your apartment. It was done in my apartment. So podcasts were meant to be created in your, in your home. I guess Because
1: so. I'm so manipulative. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, guys, <laughs> I can't leave. Come over. Can't leave I'll my make house. it easy for you. <laughs> it, well, it is easy.
0: I love coming over here.
1: I know. And we welcome you, listeners, into my home. Thank That's you for right. coming. Thank you for being here. Yeah. All right, let's jump. Episode this. 17. Oh, nice. Wow, 17. Yeah. That's wild. Almost legal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: (laughs) We can almost vote (laughs) and we will. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Yes, we will. Anyway, let's get into it. Because this is one of those things, like I said, I have been kind of just living in the world of Jodi Arias and Travis Alexander for Mm -hmm. four days straight. Before I came over today, I watched a two episode HLN. HLN, I don't even know what that is, is. It's. Well, I get it when I stream CNN Go, so it's obviously like owned by CNN. Okay. But like Forensic Files is on HLN, and I think it's just more People Magazine news type stuff. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, So I would love it. (laughs) So you would love it, and it was called How It Really Happened was the name of the show. Okay. And it was just two episodes dedicated to this story. So I I just watched that right before I walked out the door, and my husband is so funny. He was like. So you feeling prepared we <laughs> the fourth day in a row that I was like, just one more episode about it.
1: I swear to God, our husbands could do the podcast. It'd be hilarious because they, yeah. but you know, just being just, they peripheral. They could totally do them. Yeah, yeah. They would have
0: a very, or at least I know my husband would <laughs> have a very different take. Oh my God. He'd be like, this is crazy. That lady who's doing the, you know, every documentary because she covered it, you know, yeah. with the eyelashes.
1: Which one? The blonde one? Or Not the, the blonde one. The brunette. The brunette. Yeah. Because
0: Who she was on everyone. The blonde one wasn't in the one I watched today. The blonde oh, okay. one was all over I liked the three her. part. I, did, I liked like yeah. I like it all. I like
1: them both. Yeah. So so uh, why don't you set up the story? Okay. Because I can't really quite wrap my mind well, I, around Why don't it. I just
0: walk... A, I I'll just walk you and our listeners through yep. what happened. Okay, I great. think maybe up, let's go up to the trial and then... We can just start
1: chatting yeah. about Well, I do, that. you know, I and you know how we like to do the beginnings. Oh, yes. Should well, we do the beginning? to do the beginnings? Okay. Let's just do the beginnings. My, they're brief. Okay. Begin at the very beginning. <laughs> a very good place to start. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll begin at the beginning. Okay, so Travis, Travis Victor Alexander. He when,
0: actually had a really sad childhood.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So his parents were, both of his parents were drug addicted and they didn't say by what. But he got the shit beaten out of him. And he had two other siblings, I believe, who were three. I yeah, can't, he had a couple. Yeah. Of, I know
0: two, Definitely two for sure, but yeah. maybe more.
1: But they all were, it was just like a bad scene. Yeah. And when he was 10, almost 11 or something like that, he and his siblings were saved, basically. And they were taken out of their parents' home and placed with their grandmother, who was a Mormon. And so they, you know, in the faith, they kind of like, supported the kids and you know there is strength in in having faith and all the things so, sure especially so, coming
0: from yeah. you know such an unstable place Absolutely. to find a like loving line. kindness yeah acceptance and, and love and kindness yeah. and then also like Structure. Yeah. I feel like religion, I'm not personally a fan of like organized religion, but it certainly offers structure if you're looking for that.
1: Listen, I mean, there's so much uh, weight taken off when you can just be like, okay, I see my structure I need or that I'm supposed to to adhere to.
0: Right? These are the rules. These are the
1: rules. So it's sort of like it frees you a little. So, yes, he becomes Mormon. And when he turns, I want to say, I think they have to be 18. Um, he goes on a two-year mission as all of the men do and some women do too. I grew up in an area where there were tons of... Uh, so do you
0: know, oh, I was going to say, yeah. w- so some women do. It's oh, not yeah.
1: specifically just... Um, I think the boys are uh, the boys to men are boys to men. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> ABC. <laughs> okay. Um, but yes, no, I, I think it's like sort of expected of the men to do it and then i had some real powerful lady friends growing up who were mormon who who did did, because they were like i feel strong about this i'm gonna do it i actually like to hear
0: that that it's not something that only men are allowed to do no
1: no i i I mean not that i know of you know i think in all i feel like in all religions you know there's there's a structure there's a people who kind of do it I'm quoting and quoting right. And then mm-hmm. there are the people who take it to extremes and like screw it up for everybody. And everybody's right. like, you're freaking crazy. But right. anyways, if you do, if you do it kind of cool, then maybe you're okay. But anyways, he <laughs> comes. Um, if, did you guys get that? If you do religion kind of cool, maybe you're okay. Here's my thing. I'm like, Avron, I don't totally, I don't really love. No, I just,
0: I love that way of thinking. It. That's <laughs> totally how I feel. If you, join, if you do it like, right, cool, you're cool. Yeah,
1: it's like balance, right? Yeah, like There's
0: definitely extremes.
1: I remember my cousin growing up, I was like, you know, we were raised like Protestant or whatever. And I was like, do you believe everything like strictly? Because they were really quite religious. And she was like, you know, I think it has the right idea. And I kind of love that. I was like, oh, okay. You're not like blindly following right. either. You just like okay, the fine. ideas. Yeah, Fine. I'm okay with that. Because that's the thing. It's always fearful. So anyways, he becomes Mormon. He's he, he holds on to it. You know, it's sort of like a life raft to him. Um he goes on his mission for two years in Denver, and then he comes back. He starts working for a company called PPL, which is uh, prepaid legal. Thank you. And they changed their name, and I swear to God, I bet they changed it after this case. What they changed it to? They changed it to Legal Shield. Oh, yeah. So it, it's a um, it's a legal services product that's uh, through multi level marketing. And so it kind of worked great for people who were Mormon missionaries because you have to go out and really be, right. uh, you know, um, aggre- not aggressive, but but not be afraid Outreach to talk. to the community. Yeah, you have right. to be outgoing and all these things. And so he, Travis, excelled s- so well in this because he wasn't afraid to go do those things. He even later became a motivational speaker for the company. Right. So he was like an extremely like charismatic uh, well spoken. Well spoken. Had a great story. Charming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So he had this vibrance about him that was like magnetic. Are you saying he lit up a room every time he walked <gasps> oh,
0: into <shit>. it? Oh <laughs> shit! Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> just that—that that actually was kind of an asshole.
1: No, but that's true. Say. No, this is the thing from last uh, episode. If you're oh, keeping up with us, God <laughs> bless. No, but uh you know they say if you light up a room, you're gonna you're, get murdered. Yeah. Okay. So, uh anyways the other side of him is apparently you know he had a hard time fighting his sexual desires okay so I'm gonna stop with Travis there okay. but that was his upbringing as far as Mormon we know. and
0: also I feel like I don't I I'm just putting my own opinions on here but I also think sometimes when you do find yourself really in approached and enveloped those are not the right words i'm looking for but they totally say what i'm trying to say sure. in something that has strict rules yeah those things that you're not allowed to are meant to do become Oppress. all you know become all the more desirable forbidden fruit is a thing for a reason and so yeah. part of me feels like you know if you just said it's totally fine if you want to have sex before you get married maybe there wouldn't be so many issues
1: right, right. <laughs> just gonna say that i mean Sorry. we we can talk about the law of chastity What's that? Uh, The law of chastity is, I mean, I think that kind of goes down to every sort of religion, but. Oh, is that just the idea of like sex only meant for marriage? Yeah, exactly. And And for conception. Within uh, the, well, the LDS church, Mm -hmm. it's definitely, chastity means more than abstinence from sex, it means being morally clean in thoughts. Words oh. and actions. So you can't masturbate or, or even like probably think not. about sex. Yeah. It also means sexual relations are only permitted between a husband and wife. The church teaches its members that no one, male or female, is to have sexual relations before marriage. But I do know that once you are married, they ha- there's like whole like books and articles written of like the fun of sex, not just for procreation. Oh, good. Yeah. It's okay. like it's so like they
0: encourage healthy yeah. sexual
1: relations between married people. Exactly. And but I will say. They are not cool gay people, which sucks. Yeah. Mm. I have, I mean... I mean, that sucks because I was reading one of the tenants. They're like, we don't believe that a man and a man and a woman and a woman should have, a you know, a romantic re- or marriage or whatever. Right. But we are cool with them. Like, there's people in the church who are gay and they're cool. <laughs> we don't want them to have rights, but we're cool with it. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, It just does cool. not make sense to me. But anyways, um, so that's a lot of chastity.
0: All right. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's weirdly... Kind of progressive that they have books once you are married on how to have a good, healthy, fun yeah, sex life. Sure. So
1: yay for them! <laughs> yeah, good job, guys. Okay, so Jody, All Jody right. Arias, and I didn't Jody Ann Arias. There you go. Thank you. She had a pretty normal childhood, as far as one could tell.
0: Yeah, she did.
1: And I guess okay, so she had disagreements with her mother uh, and father. Who did? T- what did? J- when she was thirteen.
0: So. Um, there's this three-part documentary series on ID discovery, and I think it's just called Jody Arias, an American Murder Mystery, or something like mm-hmm. that. But at one point when the police are interrogating Jody, they also and, and then they arrest her and they bring her parents in and they interrogate them. kind of like, did you know what right. information can you give us? And her mom, I thought, kind of divulged some really interesting information where she says at some point around the age of 13, Jody got in trouble because they found, like, she was growing marijuana in her bedroom or somewhere secretly. So they busted her for it, and she became convinced that her parents were super, like, nosy, prying, didn't trust her. Super paranoid. And super paranoid about the fact that they were watching her all the time, ended up moving out of her parents' house when she was 17 because she needed more privacy. Right, in her junior year. her mom described it as she kind of rewrote, she got it in her head that she had this horrible childhood, but that wasn't really...
1: true right
0: I mean any I would have gotten busted at 13 for growing pot
1: yeah a big time (laughs) there's I mean listen I don't understand the situation but there's no way my parents would have let me move out move out at like that age they'd be like just no just like
0: 18 fine 17
1: no no I mean even (laughs) I mean I definitely grew up in a little, slightly more, like, sheltered atmosphere. But, you well, know, I don't think 18, they would have My parents, my parents they wouldn't have wanted me to move so out when sad. I was in high school. Yeah. Never. That, but that's, I mean, yeah. because you, you're watching, you're making sure your kid does their homework at night still, right? right? And making sure they're not going out to parties and driving yeah. home drunk. Uh, yeah, yeah. My
0: mom and dad were so, they had so many funny rules when I was in high school to, like, guide me in this very clever way. One of the things that my parents did is they never gave me a curfew. So everyone thought I had the coolest parents because I didn't have a curfew. But guess what? All my friends had a curfew. Right. So guess who was home by curfew every night? Me. Because <laughs> yeah. I had no one to hang out with. Yeah. Whenever um, my mom would like talk to me about drinking and parties, she was like, I just want you to know, I know what it's like. So if you need me to come get you because whoever's supposed to drive ended up having drinks or you just or you just don't feel safe or comfortable but someone else drove you she's like I don't care what time it is just call me we'll get you you will not be in trouble in fact I will probably take you out for like bagels in the morning to thank you for your responsible decision and then here's the kicker my mom used to tell me if you're ever gonna sneak out will you just do me a favor and like leave me a note in your bed so that if I go into your room to check on you in the middle of the night and you're not there, I don't assume that something terrible has happened to you. Like someone came in and took you. I just know you snuck out. And she's like, there won't be consequences as long as you leave me a note that told me, hey mom, I snuck out. Uh. So guess who also never snuck out? (laughs) I was like, you've taken all of the
1: fun. I mean, I need to learn some t- parenting tips from mommy because yeah, that's they, good stuff.
0: They were clever. That is really clever. That's I felt like I had really so smart. much freedom, and yeah. I did. I yeah. had the freedom of their trust in me by basically right. being like, "We know you might make bad decisions, but mm-hmm. we trust you that within those bad decisions, to either let us know what's up so that we don't panic, right? Or if you really get into trouble, call us." No okay, I'm gonna
1: what. remember that because I think that's really good. You know, I do. I think, it, and I, my parents always, my mom always said that, like, if I'm they would pick me up no matter yeah. what they don't you know no questions asked kind of thing so I'm
0: ima- I mean yeah I'm imagining that it probably was you know maybe she just didn't have a good relationship with yeah. her mom they fought a lot or whatever it was normal yeah. stuff mm-hmm. that Jody, in her in her mind turned into something different which yeah. is that she had this horrible childhood and she had to get out of there
1: right and I think she uh, one other thing they said about her sort of her beginnings is that she like moved in with boyfriends after boyfriends after boyfriends. So she was like...
0: she was. I, I read, I saw that too, I didn't read that, sorry. I saw that in that one I watched tonight, that she okay. was a serial monogamist. She jumped yeah. from relationship to relationship, but she was also kind of a chameleon, that no matter wh- whoever she was dating, she would like morph into the right kind of girlfriend for them and completely alter her interests. But not in a fake, like she was yeah. putting it on, like she just didn't know who she really was. Right. And I think that's
1: well maybe she liked making people feel good, you know, right. making people. I mean, it's easy, not it's not easy, but it's like even even in my experiences of my small dating life, it's like like I know how to go and hang out with somebody and talk about the, the things flow. they like, sure. you know, and that kind of but thing. But she
0: I mean, well we'll get into it, but she went to extremes, yeah. I think. And so it's not surprising to hear that she would have you know if she dated a guy that really liked sumo wrestling i'm making that up then all of a sudden she was like an expert on sumo wrestling and, and that was pounds. her and that was her and she gained 300 pounds <laughs> no, but and that was like her like her new primary interest right. you know she really like morphed into right. whoever she thought they wanted her to be mm-hmm. any more beginnings nope okay that's it so i feel like Bonnie and i were saying this is a really well known case i'm we're still going to go through it Yeah. My God, it's like crazy. You couldn't write this, couldn't make this shit up if you right, tried. It right. is insane. But I also mostly just want to talk to you about it Yeah, because let's I, talk. I just, I have so many questions. So, um, as we mentioned, Jody Arias uh, began um, in I think it was September of two thousand six. She went to Las Vegas to attend a PPL conference. There, she meets Travis Alexander. He is clearly. Very attractive. He walks right up to her. She's standing in the lobby. He walks up and introduces himself, Mm -hmm. and they end up kind of hanging out all day. And then he invites her to be his date to the big PPL dinner that night. Right. He's kind of a big big guy there, and she's literally. Just decided to right. start doing this. Right. So um I think she's very flattered. They spend most of that weekend getting to know each other and basically get into oh, there it goes. Basically, 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 it's all out <laughs> of my system. They start a long distance <laughs> relationship. She lives in Northern California and he mm-hmm. lives in Mesa, Arizona. Okay. okay. So They are dating long distance, but they go on lots of road trips together. Um, They have this whole like a thousand places to see before you die. A lot of them are national parks. They like to do all that kind of stuff. Got it. And so they get into a really quick, hot and heavy relationship. Right. But it doesn't, somewhere along the way, it just kind of turns sour. They're just not good together. They bring out the worst in each other. So they decide to break up. Well, and, and isn't,
1: I mean, in the tenets of Mormonism, she's, you know.
0: Oh, hold on. Thank yeah. you.
1: Also, here we go.
0: After two months of dating, two months of dating, Jody converts to Mormonism and is yeah. baptized in the Mormon church. But not just baptized, baptized by Travis right. into the church. There's photographic evidence of this. Yeah. So she becomes Mormon, fully like takes on that. Yeah, you know that religion and all of its practices and teachings.
1: I'm in my mind, she wants to marry him and be with him, like she's like. But see, because he's saying that you know I can't marry somebody who's who's not not Mormon, Mormon. so she
0: converts to Mormonism. Yeah, and the problem here is so they bring out the worst in each other in terms of like the toxic elements of who they each were as individuals. And we will talk about the fact that neither of them were perfect. Nobody deserves what happened here. Right, but I have a lot of opinions and feelings on what went down between these two sure but basically they're also just fucking all the time and it's yeah. against the rules so there is this continual cycle of like like desperate attraction doing the nasty yeah <laughs> sorry that was a weird thing no, to say, doing But doing the nasty and then the shame spiral of like we shouldn't be doing this and her feeling like you're never actually going to treat me right like your girlfriend or like bring me around and really put like allow me to be in your life because you think of me as this whore even though I'm only doing it because you're begging me to. Yeah. I want to be good. But I want to be marriage material. She also
1: found the power in like 100%. anytime he started to lose interest I think Oh yeah, he was, she knew exactly she was like, all she had my to do. Butthole.
0: Yeah, like here's let's let's bone. Yeah. <laughs> let's see how many awkward ways I can describe sex in this episode. <laughs> Doing the nasty, let's bone. Well, because it gets
1: really it just gets graphic, really graphic. When, you, when you... That's
0: also why you know this was such a media sensation. Oh, yeah. Everybody was Because I couldn't believe right. some of the stuff right. that they played in court when I was watching that. I, I was like, what?
1: I know they talk about how it, because it was such a sensation to the public because it was mixing... Sexual stuff and, like, religion, religion and, like... And lust and lies and betrayal yeah. and... Yeah,
0: it was... you. Like I said, you couldn't come up with this story if you tried. If you were trying to write the most scandalous murder mystery ever, you could not come up with
1: right. this. Right.
0: So, after um, only, I think, five months of dating, they uh, decide that it's just not really working out, so they're going to break up um, and remain friends. And then Jody moves to Arizona.
1: So right. They, she's like, "Yeah, we're going to remain friends. No problem." So she's
0: they're like, "Let's break up and be friends, and now I'm going to move 10 minutes away from you."
1: I wonder if anybody's ever broken up with her because side note, back when she went to that PPL convention, oh, yeah. she go she was dating a man and like kind of seriously. Yeah, I think she lived with him. What was it? They his were name? together I think for 2 years yeah, and she left Darryl him. Daryl Brewer. It, I think it was like more than that. It was something right. like they were together something. He had like a
0: kid and she yeah. was, had a really strong relationship with him. And she just
1: up and left this guy. And she comes home from that convention is mm-hmm. like, it's over. Yeah. I met someone else. Bye-bye. And, and then, which is kind of yeah, different. But I have to say, my, my thought is that this guy was really charismatic, uh, really like alive. And also like, I think the fact that he probably, I don't know if this was his first sexual experience, but... Oh, I mean, I'm assuming not, but assuming I think not, that whatever like, was going on between came...
0: the two of them was like nothing either of them had experienced true. sexually.
1: But no one else came forward. Right? That's true. So who knows? So yeah, in had had fact, sex. his
0: brother, I remember now in an interview, his brother said one of the hardest parts about the trial was, you know, because the Mormon faith was such a big part in their family that he used to tease his brother and be like, this is my brother, the 30 year old virgin.
1: Yeah. I th- honestly think that he might have been. He, he had a girlfriend before who was like right. a teenager. Um, uh, but she, but you know, they didn't have sex or anything right. like that. And no, none
0: of the girlfriends ever like. I have a ca- feeling maybe, that. Maybe that was it. Maybe mm-hmm. it was the first time. Just a thought. This yeah, is no, speculation. This is sp- but a total speculation. But I could totally see that being true because they really do describe what she was to him. Like she was a drug. Like he knew it was bad for him. He knew he wanted to stop but he just couldn't. He right. couldn't fully walk away because it was just too good. Yeah. And so that would always that would win every time. Right. So after they break up and she makes the logical decision of moving to the town <laughs> he lives in now that they're no longer dating, what? they do continue to basically sleep with each other mm. but just be friends. And so as you watch stuff about this or read about it they constantly go back to this narrative of she was travis's dirty little secret right but everybody knew that they had dated and that they were no longer and that she just she was this presence that was always around and they had very intertwined lives there was lots of like money being loaned they shared a car at times i told you i fell down the reddit thread hole about like of text messages and emails and so much it was like hey, can you bring the car back? I need it for this and that. And they weren't dating when this was happening. (laughs) Weird. And, you know, they both worked at PPL and all of that stuff. So their lives were really, like, intertwined. I guess she was, no, no. I mean, she, listen. Maybe she didn't work for PPL. She was still waitressing. I know that was a thing. That's right. But they were very enmeshed from the
1: church and everything. And I don't want to, like, blame her because whatever. But, like, she, I think she made certain of that. Of course. After they broke up. You know? I think so,
0: too. I mean, why else would she have moved there?
1: Yeah.
0: She wanted to be close to him because she knew her power over him was her physical presence. Right. You know what I mean? Like, let me be right in front of you and make this, like, available, this op- this thing between us. And right. you won't be able to say no. And she was right.
1: And let's say, let's talk about her physical, actual physical attributes. She was, like, 110 pounds. She was little.
0: Yeah. She was real cute. Yeah. She was blonde and, um, had like, She's very pretty, I guess. You know, like, yeah. I think I think she's objectively an attractive woman. That yeah. was also part of why I also this think, was sensationalized.
1: Right. No, that's true. You they know, good-looking that. people that's always true. get
0: way more new, news coverage. Okay, so now she's in Mesa. They're just friends. But there's a lot of friction. So there's they're still sleeping together all the time. Um, he's trying to date. She's trying to date. And there's, like, this weird emotional, we'll call it abuse because I think – Ultimately, I don't know if that's the right word for it, but they they just, they treat each other like shit, yeah. but in a really manipul- manipulative, not always like screaming at each other way. Right. Like he encourages her to move on, but then anytime she starts seeing somebody, now he wants to go back to like having sex all the time. Right. And then she's like, I love you, but I'm not in love with you and I want you to find happiness. But then also a surprise kind of stalking him and like hacking his emails right? and like really... Inundating himself. You know, not good, healthy relationship things. He, not
1: good, healthy friendship no, things. No, and he called her the 3 hole wonder.
0: Yeah, there's some really bad, oh. bad things that were said. I know, um, I had to
1: actually count the holes. I was like, what hole? Vagina, anus, mouth. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah,
0: that's just mean. Yeah. Okay, so I just want to put, I'm going to put a pin in like the story of their relationship. Because we'll also get into that, I think, when we get to trial. Basically, on um, June 9th of 2008, a young woman named Mimi Hall, who had been a really good friend of Travis's. They had dated kind of briefly. Travis was really interested. She said she might be interested, but she wasn't really sure in what way. Ultimately, they had decided to just be friends. But right. he had invited her to go with him on this trip to Cancun that was like an all expenses paid, like business trip right. um for a PPL. And several days leading up to when they were supposed to leave. But she wait,
1: didn't he didn't he originally ask? areas to go or jody oh yeah and then he told Reeming. jody
0: that he she was no longer going to be going to cancun with him because yeah. uh he had to get i think he lied to her though i yeah. think he said that he had to give her ticket to uh, the, a family member of somebody else in the company it. oh um and we will definitely go into more detail about that interesting but mimi was supposed to go with him hadn't heard from him was calling he wasn't answering so finally she's they're supposed to leave the next day Mm -hmm. so she goes she gets a friend and she goes to his house and she starts knocking on the door and there's no answer and then they're calling more friends because now no one's actually heard from travis in a couple of days what's going on they finally get into his garage go into the house weirdly they'd been knocking on the door and one of his roommates was home watching a movie in his room with his girlfriend and they were like is travis here and they said oh i don't know i haven't actually seen travis and right, they were like, "He's
1: gone, isn't he?" Thought gone I thought it was on in trip. Cancun. Yeah, and she's
0: like, "Well, we're supposed That's to leave tomorrow. Tomorrow," and I haven't heard from him in several days. So the roommate goes upstairs, notices an odor. I have so many things I want to talk about. Oh my god, yeah. Um, and opens the door, walks in, notices large amounts of blood pooled down the hallway on the carpet, and ultimately finds Travis's nude body in the shower. And he is very much deceased. And they call 911. Mm. And it's weird on the 911 phone call when they're kind of explaining everything. You know, they're like, do you know of anybody? And on that initial 911 call, the girl on the phone, it's not Mimi at the time. Mimi calls, but right. then some, there's a bunch of friends there. Right. Um, says, actually, yes, his ex-girlfriend was stalking him, slashed his tires a couple of times. He was having a lot of problems with her. I think her name was Jody." That's on the initial 911 call. Wow. So... Travis is found. And Jody has been mentioned, so she's on the radar, but the first focus of the police is really the roommates. Right. That are like But how, also
1: like the smell thing. I remember reading something like, I don't know, it's a bachelor pad. It kind of stinks here right, sometimes. I
0: also am just like, he had a dog. You cannot tell
1: me. Like, where was the dog? The dog was
0: there. The dog there was a gate up. And here's the thing that they also say that needs to be explained. That's why this is so interesting to me, because there to me are so many hypothetical situations we could get into. I ultimately think that the right person is in jail for the crime that was in fact committed. But I also have many theories on how maybe there's more to it. Can't wait. But basically, there was like a little doggy gate up and there was food for the dog. In his room? no like downstairs and i guess the way the house was set out is he almost had like his own suite it was completely separate it It was upstairs away it was a master suite oh and so maybe that's why they couldn't smell it but i also just know dogs being a dog owner if my dog was like home one they have really good senses of smell so they would have smelled something and also no one had seen him in five days that dog would have been acting weird so the fact that the roommates were just like I just thought, you know, or the explanation that it's a bachelor pad. Somebody left some gross socks out, and somebody left some food in the sink. I'm like, a decaying body is not the same smell. And this is Arizona in summertime.
1: Ew. uh...
0: So I'm just saying. like, And it was what, five days? Five days. So as police are coming through and obviously surveying and taking notes and collecting evidence, they find a couple really crucial key things. There is... Uh, a bloody palm print on the wall there is um a one long dark strand of hair, and then the most crucial evidence that they discover is actually kind of a again a lack of evidence that his bed has been stripped, so they go down into the laundry room, open up the washing machine, and in there they find his bed sheets, some of his clothes They're, they they and the, it had been run. Like, the wash cycle had right. been run. And they also find a digital camera that somebody clearly thought, if I just throw this in here and turn it on, it'll ruin it. So they pull the camera out. They take it back to the lab. And they're hoping to God that Right, somehow... they pull the
1: SD card out. It's well, not that... Yeah. Yeah.
0: So they're like, we're hoping that this isn't completely destroyed. They also take um, the hair and the, like, the palm print. And they're going to uh, run the hair for DNA. And then also... They're taking blood samples because they can tell based on how much blood there is and like where, how it's all over the place that this was clearly like an epic battle for survival that Travis lost. And they don't believe there's any way that the killer's blood was not somewhere in there, that 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 person had not been cut in this. And a lot of people,
1: uh, a lot of friends and family gave their DNA samples, including Jody Arias. Right.
0: People are so cocky. Um, so basically I did it again. So what's (laughs) happening now is the cops are, they've written the roommates off because basically why would you, why would you murder your roommate and then just hang out there? Like you'd get rid of the body or you'd run or you wouldn't just continue to live there as though nothing was happening because eventually it would be found. So they're kind of written off. They're looking into other things. And then ta-da, the SD card from the camera is intact. And they find photos that it's insane, you guys. Yeah. M- the minute that this attack starts, up until the minute he is gone, right. is on film. It's dated and it's time stamped. I mean, come
1: on. Like, what are the odds?
0: So they know that he had been dead since June 4th. And more importantly, they know that a young woman that they had interviewed a couple of times, that whose name had come up, but who had said that she had not been anywhere near Mesa, Arizona since she had moved back to Northern California to a town called Wairica, which Wairica. I just think is so fun to say. I know. She had moved back to Wairica in April and she had not been, or maybe before April, but she had not been in Mesa, Arizona since April, she says. And there's really no like way to prove that she had been there. There was nothing that would suggest she'd been there right. until these photos are developed and what the police discover is sex photos it's basically nude portraits of the two of them like clearly they're taking pictures of each other they're in bed together they're clearly in the middle of some kind of sexual thing and then there are a series of photos of travis taking a shower that are very that seems like they're kind of trying
1: to pose him right actually
0: pretty good photos in terms of like what they're trying to do there yeah and then
1: there are it's what like the water just dripping yeah just off dripping of right down skin. but is the
0: last photo before they believe the attack started is actually kind of it's interesting it's the one where he's staring directly into the camera oh, with really? the water and i feel like the expression on his face is really unreadable because it's very intense oh. but i don't know if it's intense like i'm posing for a photo intense uh-huh. or if it's a what are you doing? Intense, you know. And so I stared. I stared at that photo a lot oh, while watching all these documentaries, yeah. and being like, "What's happening here?" Yeah. And then, unfortunately for Jody, when un- not only was it not destroyed, but as the attack and murder is taking place, something we don't know if it was mo- the cops don't know if it was motion or some kind of malfunction right. or whatever, the camera continued to click
1: photos. Right, like on the floor.
0: And so the first photo is just of the ceiling. The second photo is very clearly Travis in his like his shoulder. shoulder and neck, and it is covered in blood. And there is a noticeable foot and like the bottom part of a pair of pants. Right. So that's basically somebody is like dragging him. So And crazy. then the third photo. Now I forgot what it was, but it was also really well, good. Well, I
1: think the foot with the pants. Well, that was, was the one. The clincher, that was right? the
0: clincher. But the last one was something that. That's going to drive me nuts. Hopefully, it pops into my head, y'all. But otherwise, check out the HLN thing I was telling you about. Oh, yeah. But there's something else in the third one that was also very much kind of just explaining how it all went down. Oh, yeah. So here is how Travis Alexander was murdered. He was stabbed 27 times. His throat was slit from ear to ear and cut so deeply that they say he was practically decapitated. Right,
1: like his trachea was cut.
0: Like it was four inches deep. And I don't know how... Men's necks are probably thicker, but I don't yeah. even know if my I neck mean, is four inches no. deep. You know, he would definitely. And then, for me. good measure, he was shot in the face. Yeah. So this is brutal. It is overkill, and so it is a crime of passion, rage, insanity, bananas. Like yeah. I, I couldn't like when they show all the, it's insane. Well, they
1: talk about like she went there to sort of right, well, do what, gonna... what they've always done. Oh, are we going to get? Yeah, there? I okay. think we're going to get yeah. into. Yeah.
0: When we get to the trial, let's oh, save yeah. that for that because that okay. to me is that's where it gets so fascinating. So crazy. Okay, so then cops are they got the, they got her. I mean, she's on camera,
1: right? And they have her blood sample, like, they and then they also have
0: her DNA, her DNA, and they have people saying that she'd been stalking him. So there was there's motive, and yeah. there's stuff going on. So the police uh, detective Flores drives up to Waikiki, and basically they arrest her, but. This interrogation. So he wants a confession. He wants to avoid a trial. And she is sticking to her story, man, that she was not there. She has not seen Travis since April. She was not there. She was not there. And then he says, Well, I know you were there because we have your finger, we have your palm print, we have your hair. I also have time stamped photographs of you. And she says, Well, are you sure the photos? aren't from a different time and he says she's
1: like those can be manipulated yeah so Photoshop. she
0: sticks to her story but basically he's like well i'm gonna place you under arrest but before that he leaves the room or after that she asks him if she can clean herself up before they book right. her and she said this is gonna reveal how shallow i am And i'm like "Then don't ask like, yeah <laughs> just keep your mouth shut and then in the interrogation room when he leaves she is just acting so bizarre she's talking to herself being like gosh jody you didn't even put your makeup on and then she's like dancing around the room ends up doing a headstand at one point and then singing oh holy night right i saw the video and
1: you're just like what the and they talk about it like this is not the uh behavior of somebody who has just been arrested yeah Yeah.
0: like it's she's not upset she's upset when he's in the room talking to her right but as soon as they leave it's over she drops it and she's acting like
1: just yes. and
0: to me it's like the headstand like what are you doing the like, headstand is what also the? that's hard to do that's <laughs> a good point you know so yeah. she's maybe in better shape than anyone's giving her credit for her. <laughs> like, lots of muscles in those yoga moves I guess. so she is arrested the following day Jody changes her story from I was not there those photos were manipulated I wasn't there I wasn't there because she was there to I was there And here's what happened. Two masked intruders broke into Travis's house. It was a man and a woman. He had a gun. She had a knife. They started attacking Travis. I ran and hid in the closet. They came, held a gun to my head, took my registration, told me. The girl wanted to kill me, but he was like, that's not why we're here. But I'm going to keep this. I have your address. I know where your family is. Don't say anything. So she gets up, runs out, leaves her friend slash lover, who is in the middle of being brutally savaged. And drives to Utah, and just nothing more. Doesn't call the goes cops. Go straight goes to straight her, new her boyfriend, her new boyfriend. Who that's where she said she was.
1: Ryan she Burns. was.
0: She was never going to be in it. She was never in Mesa because she was on a road trip to Salt Lake City, and she has an alibi. She was in Salt Lake City on June fifth, and all this stuff. Right. And we're going to get into more details about that crazy part. But anyway, so that's her story. And Jody Arias. So she's already been arrested. And, like, charged with his murder. Right. She sticks with that the ninja. They call it the ninja story, the two masked intruder story, for two years.
1: Are you she, serious? Two years. Oh, I missed the she length goes of on, time she, she goes did that.
0: She was in jail for four years before her trial. Oh, wow. So she goes on 48 hours, tells that story. And it's, like, the stupidest story you've ever heard. It doesn't right. make any sense. All of her behavior after the fact just i call bullshit like nobody could go through a trauma like that and then act like nothing especially if you weren't in the wrong and someone did something bad so it's all lies but she sticks with that story for two years oh my god then she changes her story again and i'm gonna guess she changes her story because finally she's been assigned a public defender right who meets with her talks with her and is like you're gonna ha- we're gonna have to do better than that. Yeah. Like I can't help you. That's that
1: story is not right. gonna fly. So there's no evidence yeah. at all. So
0: he starts saying like, tell me about your relationship with Travis. Trying to just find somewhere in yeah. there like, how what what how did this happen? And so they come up with or she comes up with it was self defense. So I was there, I did kill Travis, but I did it because I thought he was going to kill me, and thus ensues the most insane trial yeah ever of all
1: time that I cannot wait to talk to you about. Well, I, I I, mean, so many things. So many like, what the front just can't even. I'm like, the changing of the story right there yeah, because you're screwed. You lie and
0: change your story. I feel like the minute that starts to happen, you're screwed. Everybody right. knows that you are guilty. Of the worst, like the worst kind
1: of crime. So and
0: you didn't, if you had just said it was self defense, if you'd stayed there, immediately you the cops, you might have
1: gotten away with it. And story. listen, if you did that as soon as it happened, go to the cops. There's, yeah. let's pretend, like, obviously there were no two ninjas doing it, but like, pretend that story was real. Right. Which is, you'd immediately go to the cops. You wouldn't be like, I'm going to be quiet, even if they're going to kill. I mean, just come on yeah. now.
0: You're, so it is insane. Yeah. But one of the things that's interesting about this. The prosecutor in the case, his name is Juan Martinez. And oh, weirdly, yes. I was just reading some stuff about him. Oh, really? So within, uh, in 2018, sometimes some misconduct allegations, not from Jody Arias. Oh, yeah. But of the sexual nature Aww. and that call into question his reputation and his career. People got a little bit nervous because he was the prosecutor on this case and a bunch of other cases and that somehow all of this bad information about him coming out could somehow... Lead to like taint, like things or things being overturned. I could good good job. uh. I'm pretty sure that what I the research I was doing said that that's never going to happen in this case because the the case here, like they proved it beyond a reasonable doubt, a jury convicted her, and his misconduct doesn't have anything to do with Jody Arias. So, but people were really freaking out in 2018. Really, when I was still unfamiliar with this case and not paying attention (laughs) to it. So, um, we've got two. Very different stories happening in this courtroom, right. okay? There's gonna be the prosecution that says vicious, premeditated, right. that's important, yeah. premeditated, premeditated murder. Right. And then you have the defense saying victim self defense of an abusive uh, romantic relationship. And these two stories are gonna play out in the most insane fashion right. that you can imagine. In fact, if you are somebody who enjoys true crime, this is one that I will say, if you haven't, I'm sure you have if you like True Crime. Right. <laughs> it's weird that I hadn't before this. But this is some of the most fascinating shit to watch.
1: So Yes, because you can see her face. Yes. Telling the... Weaving the story, you know, weaving the stories, talking back to, to Juan oh, Martinez. She, she gives it to him. The two of them going
0: toe-to-toe is, to me, one of the best parts to watch. It's, I
1: was just like, what the hell? Because I
0: thought it was actually very telling. She plays... All along, you know, she's this oh, tiny yeah. woman. She's so meek. She gets up on the stand and with this soon... guy who's trying to trip her up, and she goes toe to toe with him. And she, you, just all of a sudden, you're like, this woman is incredibly capable. Oh and yeah, she is not weak,
1: right, or scared. The part that like got me was when he was asking her because she talks about once she, once she says, okay, okay, third, you know, third story. Yes, I killed him in self defense. Um, but she's like, I don't know, I don't remember a certain amount of time. Like there's right. this brain fog, as mm-hmm. they say. And he's like, Well, has this happened before? You know, when has it happened? And she's a little bee about it. Yeah. I mean, and then she's like, you know, he he he's eventually like, you know, kind of pushes her and she's like, I don't know, when aggressive men like you are yelling at are me. yelling at me. Yeah. I mean,
0: she really—it's—it's it's great theater. <laughs>
1: it's great theater, and also, I, I don't want to quickly judge. You know, justice is blind, and I have—I can see. Mm-hmm. So I see this, and I'm like, that bitch is crying. Well,
0: also, I think one of the most shocking things about the trial is the way that they slander. Travis Alexander. Now I understand that her right. defense is that she was in an um, abusive relationship with right. him, and there is, I think, an element of truth there. Sure, I think Agreed. that there was definitely some emotional abuse. I think there was definitely um, a a story there of a, a man who was 100 percent using a woman for sex, yeah, and probably, you know, stringing her along and, you know, not treating her well. Right. That's not. That doesn't justify what happened here. No. So. They slander I mean she suggests they that he's say, a pedophile. I know. She, they say that they she usually says,
1: don't bring the victim on you, the stand or not on the stand. you don't try but like, the victim. Yeah, you try You're the... not try to it to yeah. bad to a to
0: look to try to a bad look. to try to try to try we try we we'll know the outcome, and you will too soon, soon yeah. too too. Um, but they put they put I on. Mean, it is so it is what she what she says about him. She, I mean she says things that things that they can't prove or prove or she Like she to him masturbating to a to of photo of year old year old how are you going to disprove that? Now, they say that the cops searched his hard drives, everything. They could not find a trace right. of kitty porn. They, but they also couldn't find a trace of any porn. And then I'm like, mm, not possible. Right. Especially because we know that he was battling with, like, I think, sex addiction. Yeah, It might have sure. been, like, a minor. Because, again, if she was his only sexual relationship. Right. But he was addicted to this sexual relationship. Yeah. And I just don't believe any man that you could go on his computer and not find a trace of porn. Anywhere. Right, that's kind of crazy. Any adult, honestly. Not even also just a like, man.
1: How do you even erase it all? You Use can't. You can't.
0: And so that to me... Maybe that, he used
1: his girl, his uh, roommates.
0: Maybe. They should check the roommates. I mean, who knows? Maybe had a secret second computer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But she basically accuses him of the most Horrible things, right? And there's no way to prove or disprove them, so it's just out there in the ether now that maybe Travis Alexander was a
1: pedophile. I, okay, here's the thing: maybe if he was, that's awfulness. But like, his family is watching. They're
0: sitting there. I mean, it's like she wanted to hurt. Oh yeah, them. she did.
1: It definitely seemed like she. She was definitely going for the worst. She was. She was going the jugular yeah uh,
0: so to speak yeah. every time when she would say these
1: horrible things but then there are
0: these weird you could see how the defense was crafting this story okay right. so there is the photos of jody um that they recovered from the, the day of the murder she's got her hair in like little pigtails and it is very like schoolgirl. she's got a recorded phone sex session from her where they're they're having phone sex and after she um orgasms he says um, you sound like a twelve-year-old girl having her first orgasm. That's so hot. So like there was there. To me. yeah. That's upsetting. To me, there were like there was just enough. I think, just like kinky, messed up, yeah. sexual, fetishy things they were doing together that they could craft. You know, she could throw that pedophile thing out there because there was yeah. just enough of a flavor of maybe something yeah. like maybe like teenage girls or twelve-year-old girls. Yeah. Because who says that? Like, no why one. is it you sound like a 12-year-old girl having her first I orgasm. for sure have that's never so been that's with so anybody specific. who said
1: that. Yeah, that's true. And that so was that
0: is where my brain starts to go right. in all these weird places because I think that she is guilty. I don't think Absolutely. it was self-defense. No, I do, in fact, think it was premeditated. But then I think, why? Because the yeah. reason that exists. So I'm like,
1: screw the trial. Let's just talk about no, this. No, but it's true. I mean, you know, we can talk about the trial, but that's... Absolutely. Well, well,
0: what we'll say about the trial is, so it's salacious. The
1: world is watching. Yeah. There's um, a porn, a, a video, like an actual sex take, tape that comes that's out. That's played. That's played in people are like... in the room. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah, I just yeah, couldn't...
0: Yeah. I was like cringing and... Also
1: guys, just gonna put a warning out there. Don't make a sex tape. Unless you want people to see it. 100%. Because it's gonna happen. Someone's gonna see it. Yep.
0: And God forbid it's in this scenario where your family is watching your ex-girlfriend who's on trial for killing you. So the jury does not buy Jody Arias's tale of self-defense and nope. she is found guilty of first-degree murder, which right. means premeditation. Right. Ooh, I
1: wrote it down. You're tell right. Me, that's tell what me. it, I mean. That's what it means. I'm like Vanya, this is Vanya by the way, guys. Hi. Right. <laughs> I'm the one that's like, "Wait, what is the law?" It's a good thing I have no <laughs> sorry excuse me in most states first degree murder is defined as an unlawful killing that is both willful and premeditated meaning that it was committed after planning or lying in wait for the victim
0: right it's the worst kind of murder you can yeah. be charged with and you it's, it's always gonna be the maximum yeah, sentence yeah. I think premed I think first degree murder always comes with life without parole
1: ish ish except for I'm sorry but in cat in the cats one oh don't God. fuck with the cats he could be on parole in 20 years
0: but it, oh, I haven't watched enough of it to know anything more than the first twenty minutes of the first episode. Yeah, I couldn't. Sorry, I couldn't do it. Because I can't watch Canada's animals. Too I nice. I can watch human beings. Again, all I'm the day same long, way. Every day, I could not watch kittens. No,
1: I can't watch any animals. I can't watch it anymore, I literally... Even if it's fake on a movie. I'm I like, know. this movie's tr- bullshit. I'm so, never watching I was this so, again. Like
0: When I tried to watch it, I was like, how did Banya watch this? I don't
1: know. I honestly don't know how I watch it, but I got through it, and then I kept watching. But, yeah, but yes, so yes first-degree mu- murder. The jury found
0: her guilty of first-degree yeah. murder, and then in the sentencing hearing... Yeah, within minutes is- of...
1: Oh, but, but wait. Within minutes of being convicted, she gives an on-camera television interview saying, oh, "Yeah, um, I want death. Death is the ultimate freedom. Yeah. She's like
0: saying life in prison is the worst outcome. I would rather they kill me. Minutes after. Like and in like, jails. If I was a cell. juror, I'd be
1: like, Cool, okay, I'm gonna because her family was pushing for death. They were pushing the, for the, the death penalty. The Travis oh, sorry, family, his family was yes. pushing
0: for the death penalty. That's why they went for it. Because otherwise, what happens next? So basically the jurors come back after deliberating over sentencing. And they're a hung jury. They cannot reach a consensus on whether or not she should spend life in prison or if she should be put to death. So they declare a mistrial. When I first saw this, I was like, wait, what? I know. In my brain, I thought like a mistrial, like the whole thing. It's not that. It's just a mistrial for the sentencing. So a year and a half later, they have to get a whole new jury. They have to represent the facts of the case. It's not like a criminal trial. It is a sentencing hearing. But a lot of interesting information came out in that retrial. Well like wait before
1: at the end of that one like right before they announce her um sentence or whatever or that it was a hung jury she gets up and speaks to everybody and she's like I designed a t-shirt that says oh, yeah. and it says survivor on it and proceeds proceeds go to victims of domestic violence and here's the thing I am a supporter absolutely 100% of of people suffering from domestic violence but it seemed out of place. Oh, it was horrible. It seemed out of place. It was a huge misstep, I think.
0: Although, ultimately, would she get a mistrial? So no real harm done for right. her there. But that moment was so cringeworthy because she says, mm. you know, she basically takes back that she doesn't want to be put to death because of her family and right. then asking to be put to death is tantamount to suicide, which is against her faith, but then whips out this... And also just the fact, if you put it in context for his family, in this life or death struggle where it was not self defense but it was a struggle. Yeah. He fought. That's why the place looked like it did. And then His she, hands had so many so like, many defensive wounds and the fact that she survived it, right? So yeah. she she lives. And that's such a fuck you to his family to be like I've designed this shirt and holds it up in front of her and it says survivor like I'm I'm the survivor. Right. I get to go on. And it which it just felt very callous and cold and yeah. mean and, and very telling. Yeah. Um so the jury is hung. They come back later a year and a half and do the whole thing not the whole thing but the whole sentencing trial over again and you only get two shots at death in the state of arizona after two times that's it you can't you can't try anymore and the only reason that the prosecution even went to do it again is because the his family wanted her put to death that that was their wish so in the second trial it was an 11 to 1 one holdout for life
1: wow is that, I guess, is uh, just thinking about the are they all Mormon? Is that the Mormon faith? Is it, is
0: I don't know. That seems against religion. I, I mean, like I don't it, know how it works. I but, feel like
1: it might be against religion,
0: but I don't know. But on eye for an eye, that's like Christianity, isn't it? Well, that's I think, Old Testament. That's like, but, uh,
1: yeah. I'm not sure
0: how that fits into the Mormon faith, but I know that's why he went and that's why the prosecutor did agree to like, let's try again for the death penalty right, rather than right. just letting her spend the rest of her life in jail. So right. ultimately, Jodie Arias will spend the rest of her natural life in jail without the possibility of parole.
1: Right. So she will die in prison.
0: So she will die in prison. So now, I want to rewind. And I just want to talk about some of this stuff. Yeah. So like what I was mentioning with the little bits, the colorings here, that the defense could then turn into a narrative like pedophilia. Right. When we talk about, the prosecution's case and her premeditation. The things that they dis- they found out about her, it's it is impossible. I think to believe it was anything other than premeditated. Right, right. Be- within like, I think it was one week exactly. May twenty eighth, her grandparents were robbed.
1: Right. Of
0: random weird things. So a VCR, like a CD player, a little bit of cash, nothing else. But also her grandfather's twenty five caliber handgun is stolen. That's one week. Then she's got this big road trip, right, to see her new boyfriend in Utah, but she's first going to drive south. Right. Because you drive all the way down to Southern California before you go to Utah. That makes sense. Weird. Stops by her ex-boyfriend that we had mentioned before. Um, what was his name?
1: Daryl Brewer.
0: Daryl Brewer. Visits with him for a few days, but then right before she leaves, she asks him if she can have his three gas cans that he has. Then she goes to Walmart and but buys two more gas cans. That's
1: in. Like, I've never been on a road... Listen, I've been on many road trips, but you just stop at a gas station. But that's what I'm
0: saying. And she's driving... She wanted to be under the radar. She wanted to make sure that while she went from California to Arizona and then Arizona to Utah, that there would be no trace because they even found a box of receipts from her road trip. She stopped at all kinds of gas stations that showed that she was headed to Salt Lake City and headed to um, San Diego or wherever she was going in Southern California. Mm -hmm. But then nothing... From her time in Arizona yeah. and she filled up a bunch of gas cans so that she would not be caught on any kind of surveillance video filling up or if she had to use a credit card. Right. And then they never found the murder weapons. And there she said it was Travis's gun, but there was nobody could really like corroborate that he had a gun. Right. They never found the knife. She ultimately admits that after she woke up from her fog, you know, she remembers shooting him and then she woke up in her car near like the Hoover Dam with blood on her hands. And the murder weapons in her car and she threw them into the hoover dam okay right. and yeah was like what have i done i don't know but i clearly can't tell anyone because i don't know what i did or i don't know oh so, so premeditated i'm like you did it girl you did it but here is where i just want to throw in a little
1: let's go conspiracy yeah theory. let's go conspiracy because theory. While, while i
0: recognize that adrenaline is really powerful in terms of giving you strength and rage is really powerful in terms of giving you strength. She is really small right. and he was really big. Like he right. was pretty much twice her size and apparently he was a big like gym buff so he wasn't just like a big guy, he was like a fit big guy. Right? And yes, he was naked and he was in the shower, maybe he didn't see it coming but how did she drag him? How does a 110 pound woman drag a soaking wet, dead 200 pound man from all the way out in the hallway back into the shower?
1: I mean, did it happen in the shower, or no? It's a well. Everyone.
0: We, I guess, we don't know for sure that it that the stabbing happened in the shower, mm. but his body was found in the shower. Right. But the photos that showed him—that was the third photo. Was his body in the hallway? Oh. So that they knew, and so for me, I have a few. There are holes. I think Jodi Arias premeditated murder, but I don't like the motive for it. The motive that they give is the Cancun trip. Right. Is that someone with her type of mental disorder? her by bi- whatever what did i say
1: by bi- uh, borderline borderline percept- personality, personality disorder
0: would take that as such an affront the whole year out she's in yeah that they say her motive was basically she went there knowing that he wouldn't be able to refuse her if she showed up and was like hi yeah and that she was basically going to get him to take her to cancun or she was going to kill him
1: right and in the end he said no i'm taking this other person i'm taking mimi
0: to cancun you don't get to come and so she killed
1: him i
0: just find that for me i'm not saying it's not possible but that's just i hate that motive i'm like that just sucks that's just the worst motive ever
1: (laughs) i need a better motive than that
0: because it's just it's so flimsy and it's so they there's so many messages between the two of them or she is like encouraging him about mimi and like they have a friendship. They really do have a friendship. It's huh. not a good one. It's toxic, but it's a real relationship. Right. And she says, you know, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. I wish that we would have had that thing that would have meant we were right for each other. But you do need to find that girl for you. And I need to find that guy for me. And And so even though I don't know that she meant any right. of that stuff, I just feel like for that to be the motive to savagely and brutally murder him, I have a problem with it. Uh-huh. I'm not saying it's not the motive. Right. But I have a problem with it. And then I just, for me, the roommates being there for that many days without noticing, I just feel like somehow either a friend that was a mutual friend that maybe wouldn't have been a weird person to be hanging out at the house. I just, I just feel like there's...
1: You think oh, there's another person involved? I think maybe
0: somebody helped.
1: Interesting. But I don't know who. But don't you think she would have given that person up?
0: I don't know. I mean, yes, based on everything I saw. But I just, I'm telling you. I will
1: say adrenaline can make you do crazy things. Like you can lift a car. Of
0: course. And I get that. But what I don't understand is how did she get that adrenaline? How did she go from taking photos of him posing, like holding a camera, literally setting up shots of him in that shower shower, to then full of enough rage to do what she did? Because that is proven that that's the, the
1: the. Right, right, right. So right. there was
0: no sitting in another room while he was in the bathroom, finding an email, listening to a voicemail, like some inciting thing that would have made her level of rage. She was in that bathroom with him the whole time, taking sexy pictures of him. So that's, I'm not saying she well, didn't do it. Well, it did sound
1: it. like he was talking maybe, you know, degrading her a little bit right oh
0: yeah i mean they had a horrible toxic he was bad to her i'm i don't believe in talking bad about a victim but i think it's very obvious that these two brought out the worst in each other right he brought out the murderous psychopath lurking within her and and she brought out like a mean sexually um I don't know if abusive is the right word, but exploitative. Yeah, he exploited I mean, it her so. for sex. He used her. Right. So he brought out, you know, she brought that out in him right. according to anybody that ever knew him. He was such a, like a good Mormon guy sure, before. And sure, who knows sure. if that's true. Who but knows
1: I if that's say, true. But I will say, you know, it's hard to believe anything she said because she seems so weirdly, oh, 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 this is something I was thinking of. Okay, remember her whole thing with her finger? Yes. Okay, so she lies and says that her, he kicked, uh, he broke one, her finger one yeah. of one of the times where he abused her, which i mean i don't know i yeah. don't i really don't think he and then think there he, was
0: the photo after that incident, yeah, and she, she had a
1: normal finger, yeah, but she but don't you remember in the beginning when she's being interrogated by um one of the police Detective officers flores. yeah esteban flores and She's like, yeah, and I got cuts all over my hand, and she so sees my finger. This happened. Yeah, well,
0: that's what they say is that that injury that was very real on trial. Yeah, that she is saying happened way back when, and then they show photos from right yeah. around that time, and it's, yeah. they're saying that that injury is from when she murdered him.
1: But that's what she said to Detective Flores, right? Well, that's why she's. I'm just like, why a liar? didn't that just come up like immediately? You know, right? I mean, I. That's what was so it was such a circus, yeah.
0: and I mean they obviously did. Uh, I thought the defense attorneys did a good job because basically what their job was as... So her main defense attorney, his name was, we wrote it down, Kirk yeah And he actually has been disbarred since because he wrote a book and she sued him and they were basically... I'm not saying it. They were suggesting that he broke client confidentiality. He could fight for it, and he'd probably win. He realized he didn't want to be a lawyer anymore, so he just said, just disbar me. I'm not going to fight you over this. I stand by my book. I'd, right. I would rather this be what I do from here on out. Yep. But he was a, he was court-appointed. Right. He didn't take her case. He was given her case.
1: Exactly. In fact,
0: what the book is about is about how he tried to get out of being her oh defense attorney he spent ten years of his life basically. Mm, I did it again. We're gonna have like a buzzer go off every time I say <laughs> it. He spent ten years of his life dealing with like the lead up to the trial, the trial, all the stuff after the trial, and then all of the fallout for him personally because people hated him. Oh really? They thought it was his idea to attack Travis and oh. his idea, and that he wanted to well, defend her. Maybe it her was and that he his be- idea though. It wasn't though. He oh, says really? that he's. I mean, he has whole interviews. There's um a great documentary series I saw on Amazon. It's called In Defense Of, and it's basically, <laughs> beep, it's interviews with the defense attorneys for these notorious people. So Jody Arias, Ted Bundy's defense attorney. No way. And it's all about, at least in his episode, he was court appointed. He worked, like his job was to be the public defender for capital murder cases, people who Ooh. could be put to death. And he is Against the death penalty. That's hard. And so he didn't choose her case, but most people don't understand that, which I understand. Exactly. You think, this person got a lawyer who believes her story and is defending her. And really, he says, He's "My appointed. job. My job is to make sure this woman isn't put to death. So I take what she gives me. This is the story she gave. me It's all I had. Yeah. We had to go with it. It was the story. it Was yeah. what we had. I." I did the best that I could, and he's and he says, and honestly, I feel good about what I my I did my job. I yeah. defended her to the best of my ability, and I stopped her from being put to death. Right, but I tried to get off of this case. He even made that crack in his closing statement right. about nine out of ten days. I don't like Jody Arias. Right, and everybody giggles, and you're just like, why did you say that?
1: Because he fucking hated her. Right. Apparently she's very difficult. And she like would call him all the time. Apparently she asked him to watch his cat or her cat or something.
0: And when he tried to get off of her case the first time, he tried to retire from and go into private practice oh to retire God. from the public she's, defender's office. She's quite she, terrifying. She threatened to, to ruin his career, to badmouth him to everybody that she knew so that nobody would use him as a lawyer. Right? She's like,
1: I'll, I'll tell and everybody also, you're and a pedophile.
0: And, right, and that too. And ultimately the courts denied his request to be removed from the case. Damn. So she didn't have that power, but she also threatened him.
1: This is where I get a little freaked out. This case freaks me out because it is her word. It's an... I don't want to deny that she probably had some hardships. I'm and she maybe maybe I'm completely wrong. So I don't want to deny that. But it seems like somebody who is kind of like evil is winning. And it really upsets me when evil is winning because yeah. I feel like so some of the research that well she's Liz- not
0: winning. She's spending the rest of her natural life it's, in jail. that's true. She's spent, but
1: she but the winning she, that she, she does she have she got the celebrity that she and turned courted. everything Oh my god, yes, I mean, right? she
0: did so many interviews, you guys. The one right after she was convicted, you know, and she 5 minutes later is giving an interview in her jail, jail cell. But uh. so she had been on TV numerous times from the moment she was arrested to the moment her trial ended. She was right. all over like Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that.
1: Oh yeah, she loves it. She's writing a book. I heard right. from prison. Oh, I'm sure she is. She's also selling her art in prison, and she has fans.
0: And she won a singing competition in prison. I heard. Oh so, my god! I mean, she didn't have a bad voice when she was singing like a cuckoo bird in that interrogation right. She's like, room.
1: Oh, holy night!
0: Like she can, she can, she can totally sing. But I did read somewhere she won a singing competition in prison. That's insane. And that was the kind of thing she loved to post on right. social
1: media, and those privileges have since been taken from her. Have they? Mm-hmm. How could you? Exactly. I was going to say, how do you have I don't understand social how prison media. works. It's, I don't get how so, how prison works either.
0: Uh, every time we talk about things when it comes to people's time in prison, I'm like, right. I didn't think you could do that. I, I didn't think you could be on the computer, let alone cultivate your social media like it's your job. No, I thought That's you needed to go like back to school or something. I'm thinking that must have been the lead up into her conviction. Because technically, oh, maybe. while you're awaiting trial, you are innocent till proven guilty. So well, you're in, there you go. Maybe you're only in jail up until that point. And then you move yeah. to
1: prison. That could be where it's harsher rules. So there was a lot of talk. I I, I did a lot of research on her like psycho- psychological sort of state. I'm like, is she borderline poor? Yes. Uh, what is she? Is she a sociopath? The the you know I went on Psychology Today or something like that, and they're like, she's not really a sociopath. They couldn't really find it. The closest thing she is. is is that she has narcissistic personality disorder. Um, Yes,
0: of course. Right. Because that means rejecting her.
1: Yeah. So there's a difference between being narcissistic and And having having NPD. Um, So, you know, she was obviously, she was convicted of murdering her boyfriend. Um, but the jury didn't buy it, of course. But then craving the spotlight, she demanded to represent herself for sentencing fa- for the sentin- sentencing phase. So that talks about like her need to you know, apparently the judge said judge said no and ordered the trial attorney to handle it. Um anyways. <laughs> yeah. And but,
0: Kirk Normie's like, I'm tired of it. He's like, I'm so it.
1: tired. And as a skilled manipulator, which is a, you know, trait um, she managed to connect with the jury well enough to avoid the death penalty. And as a result, the judge had no choice and handed down a license, obviously, yada, yada. Um, but she never has shown any remorse.
0: Not real remorse. There are recordings of her, at least in the thing I watched today where she says, you know, I'm horrified by what I did. I will be horrified by what I did until the day I died and probably long after.
1: Mm.
0: You know, so in her afterlife, she'll be horrified by the things she did, but there is no real sense of it in her voice. It's that same tone when she says, you can mark my words, no jury will ever convict me because I'm innocent, God knows it, Travis knows it, and I know it. But she's not. And she's not innocent. Yeah. And the fact that she would say, God knows it, Travis knows it. Hmm. You did it. Yeah. You murdered
1: him. Right. It was not too ninja. Well, and she's not she doesn't have the characteristics of a victim.
0: Yeah, she You know doesn't. like somebody who's
1: been yes, she's tiny. And but, she
0: but even when she cried, she would always have her hair kind of hanging in her yeah. face and she would be doing the motion of like dabbing at her nose or her eyes, but you never really saw her crying. Right.
1: And listen, I love the ladies. I'm I'm a I have I'm a powerful woman. I love women. But you can tell... So I always feel bad talking about... Bad about women we're is what I'm saying We're not talking about women. We're talking no. about Jodi Aries. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's not true. a generalization. I know. This is specific I know. To I'm her. a supportive... So I, think you, I too. have conflict I, inside I know, of me when I'm, I think we're, about it. We're,
0: we're feminists and we're like, women yeah, are... Yeah. So we stand in solidarity. But they're...
1: There are also bad women in the. She world. was a bad person. Yeah, and she was a bad person. I know there was. We had a. We had a. A listener say that we we're uh, sexist. Oh, uh, we did. Rom crime, yeah, because we sort of side with the men, mostly. But you we know side what? With the men. I don't know. Oh. Something somebody said. I, I'm surprised I didn't tell you. I'm sorry, about it, no, but no. I'm not excited here the on The data. Crime. The data points towards like here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I say it. that's my thing that I say a lot. Here's the thing, but I've never been you know uh messed with by a woman i have been multiple times messed with by men in my life like growing you know just living in this world and i've been like you know so maybe that's why i side with the women because i'm like of course men do this thing this gross thing i mean there's so many times i've been you know just working somewhere and some guy tries sure. to do something well, gross and you're I, just like
0: fuck off i think also it's important to to be specific, too. We're talking about specific stories, totally. specific instances, specific acts of violence committed against yeah. individuals. Yeah. So when we're talking about a man who's committed a violent act against a woman and we side with the woman, I don't think that's sexism. No. And that we actually specifically did this case because we were right. thinking we need to mix it up. It can't always just be it's true. It's these, true. The, these women being victimized. And even me
1: talking about, like, I feel so bad because I think maybe... I maybe am a little in a way because I do give women the benefit of the doubt most of the time because oftentimes it is, you know, and this is me uh, Because we believe admitting, women. You know, and I don't think yeah, we, exactly. and again,
0: I hope we we never mean to offend anybody or oh, no. piss anybody off, but I stand behind. I, I believe the women that I've said on the show, like I believe her, I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not just because she's a she and I'm a she.
1: Yeah, but she's the yucky she. But
0: this is, I believe... I mean, she seems crazy is all I I'm saying. I believe that Jody Arias yeah. murdered him in cold blood and premeditated it. I believe that.
1: I do too. And I think that... And I
0: don't think Travis deserved it.
1: I don't think I so don't either. think either of them were perfect. Everybody needs a little therapy. That's my... Th- I always like to go back yeah. to that. Like, there's... Some,
0: talk, talk to someone.
1: Exactly. You know, even if you're religious, there's... Try to get out of that. There's the sex anonymous thing, you know. Yeah, you, you know, know
0: if, if you can't let go of her because of that hold... I mean, again, it's not his fault. What happened to him is not his fault. Right.
1: And maybe it is the fatal attractors thing, like the movies, you know, like there's so many movies that are like the hand that rocks the cradle, uh, you know, like
0: she had to have him. If she couldn't have him, nobody else could.
1: Right. He's sleeping and all of a sudden somebody's sucking your dick and you're like, what? Right. You know, but anyways, that didn't happen in this case, (laughs) but it was, it happened in,
0: in a movie, in
1: a movie, but you know, yeah,
0: but no, those fatal.
1: Attraction. attraction.
0: It happened in Fatal Attraction. Also, a bunny rabbit got boiled in a Fatal
1: Attraction. Oh, my God. I also love Rabbit, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but that is upsetting. That <laughs> I actually don't remember that movie. It's a scary one. Is it?
0: It's psychologically terrifying. Yeah. And Glenn Close is so good in it. And Michael Douglas is so good in it um you should watch it okay if you can watch don't fuck with cats you can watch A Little. <laughs> i'm just saying i no longer believe that you're afraid of things to watch because i couldn't get i couldn't watch it i had turned it off twice i turned it off and was like yeah. Nope, nope and then i was like be strong be strong and i couldn't do
1: it wow what's what it, what does that say about me that i mostly can't see anything and then i'm like
0: let's watch another reality tv everybody
1: My i think husband, it just means so that sweet you were you wanted to
0: find out who it was I did what they did to him I needed the end. and I mean I don't even know the full story because I only made it 20 minutes in but based on upsetting. what he just did in the first 20 minutes I hope they fucking
1: got that guy they got guy. him they okay. got him they got him thank you spoiler that's all I need oh to yeah they out. got him he's behind bars
0: for the first video or something else for something else okay that's what I figured I knew it was gonna oh, go oh yeah it goes on... to
1: the worst it's really upsetting oh, yeah, all of it's upsetting don't fuck is it a wrong crime it kind of is because when he goes to jail he finds a lover Apparently.
0: Oh, so it's, it's a romantic ending to a crime. Yeah, but not he's... a romance that leads to a crime. Mm-mm. But well, no. you know what? This is our show. We don't have to. We don't have to be specific. In but I also don't want to make romance... you go through that. I mean, I don't even know if I could. Maybe exactly. I could read about it. I just couldn't yeah. watch those the YouTube video. They no. kept showing it. They I know going back to it. And I know. Like, look at this part, and I was like, no. Nope. Okay, and right it, there. it does get worse. It gets progressively
1: okay. worse. Um, but Jody. Jody, 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 Stop wanting media attention. Just calm down. Go away. I mean,
0: I definitely think narcissistic personality disorder. I don't know the exact definition of that. Do you have that in there or Let me see. It's okay if you don't. But I don't a know
1: skilled the- manipula- manipulator. Okay. They, mm, no. Well, they that works it. too.
0: She is a skilled manipulator. Yeah. It's that that fits to me in terms of how she could appear or she could come off for so long as this, you know, wonderful, sweet girl and then commit this horribly savage, brutal murder, and then turn around and completely disparage her victim right. in front of his family. If it's all just about making sure that she's keeping up appearances mm-hmm. of being the star of the story that she's telling, yeah. yeah. Um, then that fits for me. Yeah. But I don't know if anybody wants to jump on any of our platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, send us an email, it doesn't matter. I would love to hear people's thoughts on, on all of this because this was one that I told you I didn't even want to talk. I didn't even, I wasn't even interested in like laying out well, I'm just destroying the room, but laying out. Lay, I just She's knocked. Passionate. I just, I just knocked a bottle of Topo Chico on Banya's Topo table. Chico, I'm sorry. Welcome. Topo Chico. It's so good. Actually. It's my favorite. I just lost a lot of it, and I'm sad. But I'm so curious because all I wanted to do was talk about the holes that I see. Yeah. But also the why, the why, the why, in a way that yeah. I haven't felt. Right. That I just I don't know why. And the explanation given to me is not satisfactory. Exactly.
1: And I totally agree. Like normally when I do the beginnings and when I do some of my like slightly psychological stuff, it doesn't seem like she, like why, did she have a head trauma at some point? I mean, right. We don't know. So if anybody has any
0: theories, I'm even willing to just go straight theories at this point. It doesn't need to be facts, but any thoughts or theories or ways that you can explain it I would DM love to hear them
1: us let hard. us know because I yeah.
0: could not wait to come over here and be like Vanya what the fuck what do I you know. think happened
1: here I don't I know. know what
0: happened but why I know <laughs> I don't get it
1: I mean I immediately just want to go towards the she crazy which is my instinct and I hate that I, I think that's well, the no, thing is I, mean, I, I think... hate that I'm like I hate saying a woman is crazy, but I think that something was.
0: Yeah, I mean, she she. There's crazy. a some
1: screw loose, some screw loose. Because how can you, they say that? You know, she was sh- the cor- coroner or the you know medical examiner was, like you know, they he was sh- already dead when they sh- when she shot him, and then he has backstabbing. Like I mean, she just-,
0: just she viciously she brutalized him.
1: Yeah, and she had never no no uh, no history of doing something like that yeah. before. So how does that just happen? But she did it. So
0: that she did do it, and I believe she did it. And so I think maybe that's what it is. is yeah. How can a woman who has no violent yeah like
1: past because it's not like Bobbitt, you know, or like uh, Lorena, you no, know? No, she wasn't.
0: She wasn't defending herself. She yeah. murdered him. This was not self defense. No. That's what I'm saying. If this was, I still would be very confused as to this level of kill if it somehow had been self-defense, but it yeah. wasn't. It was premeditated murder. Yeah. So I guess that's where my brain is short-circuiting and knocking yeah. Topo Chico Bottles Well, over. I think what... Because <laughs> I don't understand why. I think why. what it is
1: is that um, sort of stalker mentality is if I can't have him, then nobody, then nobody can. can.
0: And maybe he was just the first person she ever felt that way about.
1: It seems so. Yeah guys crazy fucking story thank you thank you for going on this journey with us
0: yeah i hope that we made sense i got so i, think, I was all over the place i think that, that we I just wanted to do the best you, we could yeah. and it we, is a crazy yeah.
1: crazy salacious it's crazy because I, I really had never gone through it me either and, and I am a cry, his family I'm not was crime. like what and yeah even no. her family was like what
0: it was insane yeah and I'm so glad that she will never get out of jail.
1: Yeah. And
0: that she will do the rest of her life in prison for doing this incredibly horrible yeah. thing for well, a reason that I just clearly can't get over that I can't wrap my brain around. And
1: she's such, you know, so so, so much suffering from either bipolar uh, borderline or narcissistic, uh, narcissistic yeah. personality disorder that she's actually seems like she's having a ball.
0: Yeah, that's true. Everything that I saw something where she was talking to some I think musician had written a song about her and she was yeah. talking about the amazing fajitas that she had for dinner that night right. and how she'd won the singing competition. That's where I heard that information. Yeah, it was a
1: rapper. But she did
0: not sound like she was having the worst time ever. Yep. So maybe as long as she's getting attention, then she's fine.
1: I think that's it. It says it's not about the crime, rather the attention the crime generated. She also, so it's like Munchausen's, yeah. but for being a murderer. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess, you know what? It's called We we Humans Survive, and we uh, I guess that's how she's surviving. Yeah. Wow. God bless everybody. Stay safe. Stay yeah. away from narcissistic personality disorders, although <laughs> this one was, she came out of nowhere. Seriously. No previous history.
0: I think my favorite quote from the lady, the brunette in all the documentaries with the eyelashes, which was in the H&L documentary thing I watched right before I came over, was she said, what this Trial taught me was never let anyone into your life. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's really the takeaway.
1: Oh, wow. Never let anyone. Into oh, my God. Well, I think if someone starts slashing your tires, go to the cops immediately. Yeah. When just, somebody
0: starts exhibiting erratic, potentially yeah. dangerous, it doesn't have to be that they slashed you. Like slashing your tires, damaging your property. Yeah. She was caught peeping in his windows. She was caught in his house on apparently some she would
1: crawl through the, the doggy, doggy door. door.
0: I love that we didn't even get into that. I shit. know, God, that full blown stalkerism that was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this could have been an this could have been an eight part episode if we would we had actually broken it down in the specifics. Exactly. But thank you guys so much for yep. listening. Thank um, you guys. We, we really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Rate, review, yeah. and
0: subscribe. That shit. Yep. We appreciate that. Tell a friend. Yeah. Send us messages. We love you. Or just cat memes where they're happy cats.
1: (laughs) Yep, happy cats. Only happy cats. Have a great week, everybody. We will see you. Nope, we will hear you. Nope, we We will will talk talk to to you next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye.